Hey man, this is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast on mtrthenetwork.com. And what I'm here today is to talk to you, fine folks, you cats and kittens, about Mastermind Team's Robcast. It's a podcast where myself, Rob Lee, and Dan D break down the latest in weird news, pop culture, and entertainment. Uh, we're available on all the major podcast platforms including Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. And what we like to do, we like to get into some of the major stories that have happened in the week in the vein of pop culture and in the vein of entertainment. And when we hit the weird news, we like to hit the weird news in a segment we call New Challenger, where I challenge and test my friendships. I hide and I nest really interesting, really odd, really strange stories in a kind of Russian roulette sort of way. I'll give my buddies a keyword pertaining to the story and I'll let them choose it. Usually there's a dick joke in there or spiders and Dan's arachnophobic. So check us out every week on all of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, all of that stuff. And that's Mastermind Team's Robcast on mtrpodcast.com. Yo, what's shaking? What's shiggity? This is Rob Lee from MTR, the network, Mastermind Teams, Robcast, and all of that good, delicious stuff. And this is Getting to the Truth in This Art. And my guest this week is noted DJ. I, I, I think I wrote down, like, booty or as advocate. Yes. I put that down as a title. I have Ducky with me today, guys. Hi. Thanks so, for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being on. So back into that conversation. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're 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 not even going to start off with the weird questions because I've I've learned like in the last two episodes I've done I've gotten feedback. It's like yo, that's a weird ass question you asked me. Like, it's good to jump out there with the weird though. All right, but, no, but you know what? Yeah. I'll tell. What was I talking about? I know what I was talking about. <laughs> so what happened was glorious listeners. Yeah, yeah. I asked if there were any rules to this show. <laughs> Like, can I say bad words and things like this? He's like, Psh, what you mean? Like, yeah, it's me. No, they no rules. Do whatever. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And I told him I had to ask uh-huh. because once upon a time I did a, a interview for a Baltimore Sun podcast. Um, it's called Female Trouble. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was so much fun. It was one of the best. It is the best interview that I got to do. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know how... Like, much like we were just doing, we're on air and we're kind of prepping. Yeah. And it's like a kind of conversation, recording, testing levels, whatever. I just kept cussing by accident. <laughs> and full disclosure, much like now, I was pretty stoned. So that made it a little, <laughs> that made it, no, I was I was less stoned than now because it was the boss first time. <laughs> so I was like, let me get my shit together. But that's not like new or strange. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was like, okay. Well, uh, but I'm glad that I have no shackles to censorship no, here. No, no shackles. So I don't on. have to think that hard. It's, 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 the, it's the running bit. Like, you know, I, I'm going to say it. It's going to be on my epitaph. It's going to be on the shirt. We're going to get canceled for some of the shit I've said like 10 years mm. ago. And I'm going to blame Dan because he's a white guy. I'm like, look, man, this is making up for all the bullshit that your people have done. The whole time. <laughs> due to the fact that Dan is white. He can get you out of it. Yeah. You know, that's how that works. It's like what Dave Chappelle said. Every crew has a white guy. That's right. On their own, they're screwed. They're, they're, uh-huh. Sorry, but not, you know. But, no, if you pair <laughs> an adjacent white with any person of color, especially a black person, especially a black man. I, I don't know. When you it's said so safe. When you said pairing, <laughs> I immediately thought food. I was like, hmm, what would go well with this? Hmm, with I'm like this a delicate, curry. Okay. I was going to say, what goes well with this delicate white man? That's creepy. He's like white rice and I'm curry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maya, do you approve? <laughs> I do like curry. So. See, there you go. Curry's good. You can't go wrong. Shout so, out to Fire Island on Monument. Shout out. Shout out to Fire mm, Island. Food. Uh, so, since you touched on it, there's no shackles. One of my weird questions, uh, it's a James Lipton-related question. Uh, James Lipton inside the actor studio. He died uh, recently. Oh, yeah. And his, his question, one of his questions were, was, uh, what's your favorite curse word? Hmm. Yeah. Cunt. Really? It Say more. It has been for a while. It's it was fuck. Okay. Because F, like... <laughs> it goes with everything. It's the most powerful of verbs. It's like the color black. A, yeah, like it's just fuck. And it can be anything. But if you're going to use a pejorative term, and yeah. most of the time, profanity is pejorative. Like, if I'm like, you dumb fucker, you're like, whatever. You know, like, okay, yeah, yeah we're beefing. Yeah, but you dumb cunt, hold up. That has staying power. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a woman or what, but ever since. Young Ducky learned that word. I was like, geez, that's the one. Especially because you don't hear it that much. Yeah. Maybe, I guess that's a British folk thing. They throw that around a little bit more. But, <laughs> yeah, my, I'd, I'd have to, that's probably it. My, my girl throws it out there on occasion, and I'm like, I look back, I was like, they say you're the nice one. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to be the dick. I was like, I'm thinking fucked up things. You're just saying that in your polka dot dress. Like, being cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking like a Bratz doll And just like Yeah cunt, cunt, This cunt right here I was like Ooh. No let me tell you this You said that And it reminded me of this Okay So one of the funny things About cunt Is that Is <laughs> It's so derogatory Like it's, it's good. nasty Like it's just like Ew Like how blue cow- Ooh, Classless But um It's a really old term Right It is And much like Unlike, I guess, many old terms, like some stick around and some don't. Yeah. Some lose their meaning and, and some don't. Uh-huh. Some get rebranded. The best one to me, and no one knows about it, and it's one of those where, you know how, like, there's a random word that'll just crack you up for no reason? I was yeah. like, why the fuck is that so funny? Yeah. It's like, don't worry about it. Mine is broad. Okay. Do you know why? Why is that? Because the original, original, because <laughs> it's the rudest term, derogatory term for yeah. a woman. Yeah. Because the actual, actual definition of broad, it's a butcher term, meaning a piece of meat with a hole in it. Yo. And when I learned that a few years ago, I think maybe 10 years ago, I was like, stop the presses. Yo. That is the most disrespectful shit I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I ain't going to stop using that word. Listen, in fact, it it increased a little bit more. So it's like, you done broad. Like, okay, you think just like, oh, it's the 20s. Yeah, see, you done broad. See, like whatever. Everyone doing the Charleston and shit. Yeah, like, (laughs) flapper dresses and shit. Like, oh, the broad is the door. Just doing what it is. (laughs) Jay Gatsby. Right. But when you, when you, when you think about it and realize that they was using these terms to describe these women, it wasn't just, you know, woman. Like, to me, in my head, it was like, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something on that level. Like, you know, we don't like it, but it's not... It's one of those case-by-case basis type words about how awful it is to hear. So, yeah. you know, but whatever. That's way worse. Please it, never call me a piece of meat with a hole in it. That's it's pretty Rude. rough. Rough. <laughs> it's just bad meat. It's just Ew. Like, Hmm. On so many levels, I just, uh, I just like, I, I realize, like, I have a look to my face that when I, my face betrays me most days, it's like somebody says some bullshit. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just have the wild side eye. That word is now giving me the side eye. Like, because you're mm-hmm. you're going back in life on every moment you heard and or said mm-hmm. broad, and you're like, geez. I, I, <laughs> I, at one at one point, this is ridiculous. I had a social media persona that I was some like dude from a bygone era, and I was like, it's just so. Many 
many dizzy dames out here. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Rob? I love it. It's the best terminology. Like, I'm going to cancel for some goofy shit like that. Yeah, somebody's going to get to Googling on you. Mm-hmm. I'm but, wait, I'm, I personally am waiting for this to happen to me as well. But so, so with that, right? Like, let's say <coughs> a certain, like, like, unfathomable degree of like fame and notoriety presents itself right okay because we're all from baltimore mm-hmm. so let's say you get hit with something that's like yo this is going to be monumental so it's going to mm-hmm. change it what when they come to you like yo you know you're gonna get canceled for x y and z or you got to clean this up you got to like wipe your social media history what is your like approach when when fame comes to that level or what have you what is your belief around that well that's an off-the-cuff question, by the way. No, that's also, that's not the weird one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, for me, I, I think it depends on what product I am. Okay. Um, and therefore, based on what product I am, what demographic I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. talking to. And in that sense, I would go from there to figure it out because... I have a very, oh, I'm not deleting shit mm-hmm. type of attitude. I've been sitting, when I talk about sitting on the internet, me and my friends used to joke about how your true age is really internet age. Oh, shit. Um, especially, like, for all of our generation and those younger than us, because we were born with the internet. Yeah. So I was a little nerd, and, like, literally from the age of three and four, back in, oh, uh-oh. Oh, oh shit. Fair, it's fine. Like, in the early 90s, yeah. I was already literally on the internet. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> that being said, there's a lot of bullshit that I've <laughs> deposited yeah. onto the internet, Twitter alone, a decade yeah. of just, yeah, I've had mental breakdowns on Twitter. I've, I've, I've like, you know, talked to people, been on politics stuff, and that's what did it. Yeah. I am and have been, not so much now because crazy, um, been involved with local politics here for the um, Baltimore City Green Party. Yeah. And there have been... A number of occasions <laughs> when the chair or, you know, someone has come up to me in my DMs like, hey, Ducky, real quick, um, <laughs> you just said this, this, and this, you're doing this, you might want it. And I'd be like, no, fuck off. Yeah. You know, um, or I'd be like, hmm, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I have a big thing, especially in this era of all of this social media correction, um, owning yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if I said something, number one, if I said something at the time, I said it's because I wanted to and I meant it. That's yeah. number one. So I'm not about to go back and oh, delete, hide, uh-huh. um, suppress, suppress, suppress. Right. Like not really. Um, but at the same time, I have no problem people explaining themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, look, I just gave my age low key. I'm going to be 33 <laughs> this year. Ooh, yeah, I think something like that. I, I stopped counting after 30. Yeah. Um, truly after 25 so I'm often not sure anymore Um, but I think it's 33 this year and I'll be damned if somebody really comes to my Mm -hmm. 33 year old big age self with some tweet I drunk tweeted when I was 22 Mm -hmm. like you're problematic let's cancel you bitch I didn't even have a degree yet and that, <laughs> so and like I have like a degree and some more I've traveled the world I've done this I've done that I've learned this I've done that blah 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 Really? That's that's the thing. Like, you know, before the, the cancellation actually got to him, my approach, because I enjoy being provocative. I enjoy mm-hmm. asking really wild shit because I like to press people's buttons because yeah. I think when you actually, as you said before, we got on Mike, which was very nice of you. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. And I've had people who don't even know me. They listen to one thing out of context and I hate everyone. I'm this. I'm that. 
and context is everything and i don't understand why that's not something that's just not easily grasped right now and so like my my, my belief was i was going to pull a, a wild like louis ck before he got canceled mm-hmm. just like eh, i'm going to do this uh, twice now mm-hmm. i'm going to do this again con, 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 con. it's mm-hmm. going to go down the whole list just of the, whole thing. the george carlin bit of these are the seven words you can't say i'm going to say them and i'm going to say them in a different language because fuck you <laughs> And and my thing is, it's just like, you know, when you, you operate with certain individuals, like for the art that I'm doing, and maybe you can attest to this as well, when you collaborate or you work with someone, the thing that they do now is like cancel adjacent, right? Where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, well, you did some shit with this person. We're canceling them. Why didn't you control their behavior? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing I have to be mindful yeah. of, especially like we do these live shows and we've done a few here. The accountability of your adjacents mm-hmm. is something that does step on you. Um, I've had to deal with that before. Mm-hmm. Um, some could argue now-ish, but <laughs> the thing about that is it's it's part of the job. When you know... What your if you have any type of common sense and you know what your your the you know what this world is. Mm-hmm. So if you have any type of common sense and you're dealing with anything where you or a product you represent, and when I say product, I do mean artists, any of us. You yeah. you know, as a comedian, any of the rappers, any of the DJs, blah 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 blah. You're a product. We're products. Um, so either you or what you represent, everyone is a, their own typhoon. Period. Mm-hmm. And. Unfortunately and fortunately, you know, as much as you can gain from the success of someone that you're, you know, involved with, yeah. you can definitely fall down mm-hmm. any number of the slippery slopes. They also find themselves falling down. In. And then you are also that same demon of an evil because people, you know, it's accountability, it's, yeah. you know, to a degree. But in my opinion, again, that falls on a big case by case basis because, yeah. You know, you're your brother's keeper, sure, but <laughs> my brother a grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ah. I, you know what? I think, I'm gonna, I, think I, found, I think you gave me an, a thing that I can say now because I, tr- I always have trouble introducing any show that I'm on because I'm like, oh, shit, go. Mm-hmm. Comedy, be, inter- be entertaining or whatever. And you're right. We're, we're products. We're this. We're, we're that. We're presenting either a brand, art, whatever, right? What's going on, consumers? Is your boy Rodley here? Let's mm-hmm. start calling people consumers. Mm-hmm. What's going on, sheep? No, that's it. No, well, sheep may scare people away. Trying to get that wool, baby. I mean, that's what it is, though. It's rough. Oh, poor, poor sheep. Peter's gonna be mad at you now. See, look, you're racking him up. Mm-hmm. That's good, though. All you need is Peter to be mad at you, and then you're off. Get that. Uh, what is it? Jimmy's famous. That's the, that's the that's the magical Baltimore <laughs> media of success. That that's the type of success we get. You know, getting large. Entities pissed off at us for being uncouth. What's going on, dummies? I'm yeah, like, fuck you, mean dummy. <laughs> I love it. So, all right, um, let's see. Let's let's get into like your your, your genre. Let's get into your stuff. Okay. Um, Whatever that is. What are, what are some of your influences creatively? Ooh, creative influences. Well, yeah. certainly. Um, goodness, every every DJ I've ever heard. I grew up here, good old Baltimore, yeah. Maryland. Yeah, Eastside. And, ew, you say Eastside. I'm Eastside. Where? I've, like, been, I've been in East Baltimore a lot recently because uh-huh. I started driving Lyft like all good DJs and musicians do <laughs> because <laughs> uh, passion don't pay the bills. Um, oh, but shit. 
East Baltimore is really weird, man. I'm I'm a Park Heights, West Baltimore type. That's where my mom's from. So okay, yeah. cool. So you know, it's it it's twenty minutes down the street, but uh-huh. I might as well be in another country. And you're not wrong. Th- this has always fascinated me about this wonderful city. Like it's right there, but it really is two completely different places. And it's very hard to explain it to people. Like you think we're exaggerating? Like we're just saying it. it's like no, 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 no. It looks was, different. It smells different. It was four years in high school. I mean, college trying to explain that to people at Morgan. Yeah, it's just like Morgan, mm-hmm. it's like yo, like look, you're not New York, yo. It's like look, East Side and West Side is very different. I just want you to understand that. So imagine that struggle and conversation amongst the wonderful fellow Black people. I went to Towson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so trying to have this <laughs> trying to have that same conversation, but from the county angle, yeah, ish, or just who knows because these people are from like Idaho or whatever, and it's like <laughs> potato ass. Yeah, it's like you just I'm just not gonna explain it. Just trust me when I say and try and explain to them that even though Towson University is Towson University, it's still York Road. Yeah. I'm like y'all have to understand you on York Road. <laughs> I'm like, but listen, you're on York Road. No, hop in the car real quick. Right, let's just go. With like seven blocks this way, and they're like, "Oh my god, such a weird place." Where's his legs? Right. Sorry, that's rough. No, oh my god, <laughs> that's not rough. That's good. See, more that look. I mean, when I when I leave from like, <laughs> I, I live currently. I bought a house in the neighborhood I grew up in in like East Baltimore, like not too far from Hopkins Medical Campus. Okay, and. I see a stark increase in like wheelchairs and canes when I leave one side of North Avenue to the other. Like, it just, it's it's like a what the fuck is happening? It's like a, a switch, mm-hmm. much like the switch. Um, what is it? It's Northern Parkway in Cold Spring. <laughs> mm-hmm. That area, Northern Parkway and Park Heights. Once you cross that, yo, it's just like the East Baltimore, West Baltimore thing. It's just a different Baltimore. Anyway, sheesh. Let me get back to the freaking question. Yeah. What are my influences? Yeah. So I was, I was born and raised here, and um, the radio raised me a little bit too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I remember the first time I was just telling somebody the story. I remember the first time I heard. A DJ blend and conceptualized what was happening mm-hmm. with what I was listening to because I was, I always listened to the radio. So hearing, you know, club music and everything, 92Q's been, mm-hmm. back then we had V103. Yes, we did. You yeah. know, and, you know, picking up also the DC station. I remember the first time I heard Go Go, I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I, just drums. I wasn't here for it. Yeah. No, not so much. <laughs> but I am now. I guess that's, somebody told me old age did that. I don't know. Just like all the all the DC people start liking house music when they turn a certain age. Mm. We start liking go go mm-hmm. apparently. Okay, that sounds about right. That yeah. could be a solid trade off. I'll I'll accept that. Go go costs more. So many drums. It's like I mean, twenty two drums. I got I got into like like house music like because house music is the shit. Because like like my girl is older than I am and like you know it's like I was in college when this song came out so mm. she was like in like Spellman when like Doodoo Brown came out and shit. Oh shit. And she was just like, I was moving to Baltimore. So it was down in Atlanta. I felt like it followed me up to Baltimore and shit. I was like, oh, say yeah, more. The Baltimore and Atlanta, uh, <laughs> what's it called? The highway trade off. It's like a secret tunnel. <laughs> yeah. We're like the same city. Uh uh-huh. like low key. But um but no, that was a that was a big one. All right. So the art of wait, that's right. I was gonna tell that story. Yeah. It was I was in sixth grade. And I was riding in the car, coming back home. My mother went to pick up my father from work, and every every night they'd let me listen to the radio. I, I've loved music 
since you could love a thing. Okay. So getting to listen to the radio in the car and pick the freaking station is a big deal <laughs> yeah. to 12 and 13-year-old Megan. Like, this is a big deal. All right, so they let me do this. And I'm listening to 92Q, and every night, um, Nick and Knight. Yeah. That was the DJ. She had a hot eight at eight. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> it was K-Swift on the radio who had the mixed in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, after hot eight, whatever, DJs would DJ. Yeah. Eventually there'd be club music But on this particular night I guess it was just a random cool night I caught it They weren't just playing club music They was playing music music And wow at this moment I forgot what instrumental it was But I forgot about Dre was out Yeah And She's fire, she, was, she was playing The forgot about Dre Oh and I was the biggest Eminem fan Yeah At the time Me and Eminem have the same birthday Like you <laughs> cannot tell me That like back then In 1999 or whatever <laughs> Eminem was not the man, and I don't I don't have too much to say about his antics lyrically now. Mm. It starts to get a little hazy for me after like his third album, like, so I don't I don't guy? I don't speak on it. But but <laughs> those first three, no, nah, yeah. that was my shit, and mixed it with some um some instrumental, and I was listening, and I was like, what am I listening to? Yeah. This is not the song. This is this is that song, but it's with this beat. My best friend was in the car. She's like, what the fuck are you so hype for? Like, she was, she was really just kind of like, what? And I was like, yo, but do you not hear what's happening? Yo, there's, a, oh my God. And I was like, oh, a DJ. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So that kind of opened a thing for me that, no, it didn't open the can. It presented the can on the shelf right in front of me. Yeah. And I stared at that can for years and never opened it. And that's dumb of me, but I guess it was one of those things that had to happen because mm-hmm. who are your influences? That is the technical answer. The uh, non-technical answer. <laughs> What's the name of the class? Is not pra- That's like the practical. The lecture yeah. version is my parents. Okay. Both of my parents have a really, sh- I'm not going to say strange, but unique taste in music. Okay. They both love music immensely, but... I'll just put it to you like this. As a black girl, I ain't hear that much black music. Black music. I dig it, yeah. Black music, quote unquote. I'm doing the quote unquote yeah, thing yeah. for all wonderful. <laughs> You're very commas. <laughs> can I see? Yes. Um, because my mother was very into like, pretty much pop music, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. Um, and my father was kind of too. Uh, about daddy, oh, I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care. They know the deal. They know My father, he. Who was it? There was the Jackson 5, mm-hmm. and then there was the white version of the Jackson 5. Oh, shit. What was their, who, what was their name? Were they siblings? The Beach Were they? Boys? No, not the Beach Boys, because there was more of them. Damn, why don't I remember right now? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Terrible DJ. I, I remember, like, like back in the day, like, early 90s. like The Bengals? Is that in the thing? No. Ba- was, Bengals were women, I think. Yeah, that was girls. That's not that. Mm, terrible like, Hazy DJ. Shade of Winter or something like that? No? I'm bugging. I don't know. Man, the point is <laughs> that was his favorite. Sure. All right, yeah. you feel me? He picked that over during Jackson Five. I dig it. Yeah. So eclectic is me, period. Okay, yeah. Because I had so much, as compared to my peers, a wider sense of music, like mm-hmm. in all genres, like Big George Michael. Yeah. You yeah. know, like 
freaking I was listening to Nine Inch Nails way earlier than I could because oh mommy likes rap music I yeah. mean I'm sorry rock music she didn't like rap music too much so I'm growing up listening to Marilyn Manson yeah you know and like stuff like that Spin it. pretty much everything except for what rap was doing at the time and hip hop mm-hmm. was doing at the time um so what all of this is why if you ask me what kind of DJ I am, it's mm. a really hard question for me to answer. And I just am happy somebody created the open format term yeah. because I will pull all of that music. Inherently, um, I grew up into hip hop. Like, you know, I taught myself how to be black. It's excellent and wonderful. Yo. Like, no, and that, w- that was my relationship with the music. Yeah. All the other music was given to me. That, my favorite rap music and hip hop and all that, again, much around the same time, by the time I was like 10, 11, 12, 12, 13-ish, mm. I was able, this is music I got on myself. Mm-hmm. I myself was like, oh, I want to hear this and was able to find it. And then Napster came and then I just been a pirate forever. That, <laughs> and man, I found everything and I held on to all that. Again, the can was on the show. Yeah. And eventually I was given the opportunity and it was like, no, I should have been a DJ. And my friends used to tell me that all the time. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is definitely your niche. Like, you love music yeah. too much. Like and I just like it's, it came it, when it came. It's it's interesting. Like when you find, I guess what your thing is, it kind of goes left for what you're supposed to listen to. Right. So like you know, I, I every, as every black guy from Baltimore that's of a certain age, we had rap dreams. Of course, I was, I was a terrible rapper in high school Congrats. and. And uh, but some of the stuff I was listening to was not really rap. Like I was listening to like The Doors and fucking like Santana stuff right. that my dad was listening to. Right. Like you know when he was my age. And when I went to uh, when I went to Morgan, like I Dan and I, the genesis of our friendship came from me recognizing he was straight edge mm. because I was listening to punk music mm-hmm. and the bravery at the time. He's like, how the fuck you know what that is? Mm-hmm. I was like, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Meh, 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 and just left. You know. <laughs> And it, it, it's it's just that thing when you have um, just an interest in music and an interest in, jo- in a genre in, in different genres, you kind of just do a deep dive. So like, oh my gosh, yes. When someone's like, "What do you listen to?" It, it's I was like, "It's just a tapestry, of a yeah. bunch of different shit." Like I'll have fucking. Like, what do you listen to? Music. Yeah, like all of it. I've been listening to <laughs> more jazz recently, but then mm. it would be like classical music, it'd be like free jazz, then like classical, and then it would be like Depeche Mode. Yeah. Shit. And the next thing you know, you're in a mosh pit. Well. Yeah, maybe too big for all that. Just, just want to start mean? doing wrestling moves. I mean, yeah, that's that's still the same thing that happens. <laughs> you just start flinging, flinging punks out the circle. They're uh, used to it. Um, so let's Is there see. Health you, insurance for that? You've hit this. You've hit this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see. Um, what would you say are three things you need to get into that kind of creative like scope like look i'm gonna get this i'm gonna buy like these records so happy i'm gonna get these songs as for for what i'm gonna be playing or just to even come up with something like for me for me to get ready to do a podcast or edit a podcast or something like that i need to not listen to any podcast for one Mm -hmm. (laughs) i probably need some weed and uh i need a drink Mm -hmm. so like for you to get in your right rhythm what are three things that you need to put out the best content that you can put out well, what am I doing? Am I DJing or am I making music? How about both? You know what? How about both? Because it is, is when I when that came out of my mouth, I was like, why are you acting like it's not the same thing? Because it's the same, it's the same thing. And it's the same process. <laughs> so, okay, boom, let's pretend I'm about to go DJ a party. Sure. Um, 
I smoke weed a lot. I kind of need to, quote, unquote. You get it. It's not a quote, but it is the whole anxiety thing. The doctor said so. The doctor said it was fine. So <laughs> There was no know, quotes on that one, though. No, there weren't quotes on that one. The doctor, not even the doctor, the therapist doctor was like, girl, go ahead. You do what you need to do. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, like if that's what. So there's that. And, um, man, if I'm really about to get turned up and it's like. The weed is necessary, sure, but that is when it's like, okay, let's get some drinks, mm-hmm. like a shot or two. Yeah. And then it's like, oof. there have been times that I have <laughs> accidentally consumed a little too much. Huh. That's rare. And I know how to get through it. I just found that, the, well, what happens is I can't see. Mm-hmm. So usually on stage DJing, if I'm DJing it, like say I'm like at the Crown or something, like any, like the most frequent place that you might see me, just an average, you know, like the freaking lights are so damn bright, and that's nice that yeah. they want to illuminate us so people see us sweating. All that does is make me sweat and blind <laughs> me. So if I'm on stage, I can see like maybe the first two rows of people, and then I can see the bar in the back. <laughs> Add alcohol blindness on top of that. That decreases this. So I can see people, but more importantly, my screen, because I use um, mo- mo- most of the time of my laptop. Yeah. I can't see those words. Shit. I can't see those songs. So I'll, those have been times I've had a friend, and I'll be like, <laughs> What's find, this one right here? find this song. And they're like, okay, type in it gotcha. for me. I can't see loaded up. I got, thanks. Um, but no, that's pretty much it. And I don't want to make it, that makes me, saying that makes me feel bad, though, because I don't want to make it sound like, it's one of those things where I can't turn it up without, you know, I need alcohol, man. Like, because that's kind of lame. And it's a bad trap to fall into. And it's an easy trap to think that you're in as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I've, I've, I have fallen into that trap. It's like, no, um, unless this is like a kitty party, because I've, you know, DJ the elementary schools. Get that juice box camp. real quick. Yeah, you know, obviously that is like, no, we're sober, we're at work. You yeah. know, we're like corporate events. That's a different mindset. But when it's like that type of party, it's like, are you really, really, really about to sit and act like, oh, I can't do this unless, oh, this is so depressing, and it's so MTV behind the music later, and that's all I remind myself of. A funny thing about yeah. me, and it's true, because MTV raised me, too, if you want to throw another influence into that. and I'm yeah. not, I was MTV's biggest fan, August 1st, 1981. Like, don't, like, I had... <laughs> All the stats, all the time. I, I was obsessed with MTV. I knew. Got VJ trading cards. Listen to me. I was like, this is where I am going to end up. God damn it. If there's anything, I want to work for MTV. I want something. It was the greatest thing. But then music videos died. That's, the a, internet that's came. an issue. Internet killed the yeah. video star. It's funny how that works, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that went away. Rest in peace, MTV. But I... <laughs> I forgot why I brought up MTV just now. VJs maybe or it was something about an influence, but what happened? Thank you. Boom. See, See? that's why. Uh huh. That's why you're here, man. Because that's the easy one for me to lose. Because that was really off. But anyway, um, every behind the music thing. Every episode you watch, because I, I watch that VH1's the same thing. Yeah. The story kind of goes the same way. It's like a parabola. <laughs> 
effect of, <laughs> yeah, they start off and yeah, it's cool and everything's awesome and then they turn up a whole fucking line mm-hmm. world tour and girlfriend and somebody leaves and then, uh, alcohol or coke or in any of the cool things yeah. and then depression because somebody did too much. Then it's hair plugs and tight jeans later. Yeah, somebody goes to rehab, and after rehab, maybe they get back together, or maybe they don't. But the band's never the same, you know. So I've always been like, okay, (laughs) I have to always behave with the understanding that one day there may or may not be a behind-the-music story (laughs) of Ducky Dynamo. You never know. And I tell I, I tell people this. I told you know when I used to consult for like a lot of artists around yeah. here, I would tell them that like when they got into their zone, you know, and they're like, no, this is, you know, what I'm doing. I'm book I'm I'm, I'm booked for shows. I'm yeah. making music, or you know, I'm on tour and stuff like that. It's like cool, cool, cool. But just remember, one day, or especially when fucked up stuff happens, like somebody's car get broken into adversity, or yes, those things. Like this is this is one of those things. This is one of those things that they like cut and wait for commercial break. It's like <laughs> fuck, this happens. Like oh no, what's gonna happen next? So you have to hold on, but you have to be mindful. One day, some of this shit might end up mm-hmm. <laughs> in your behind the music story, and you do not want it to be the end of your behind the music story. I had this running bit because I was on a, a Kanye West like coke rant at one point mm. and I was like fucking podcasters are the next rock stars motherfuckers right. we the I, culture I was just running my mouth <laughs> and shit and my boy was just like how many co-hosts have you gotten rid of I was like fuck he's like you're behind the music story is gonna be just different co-hosts it's like yeah you know Rob just one. <laughs> really got real loose one day and he was drinking too much Japanese whiskey and smoking mm-hmm. too much of the kush the sake <laughs> so I, was, I just want to see that happen I want to get to a certain degree of fame that that can happen because I think it would be hilarious just to see like wow we've come so far that's what social media did for us though yeah social media made us those little rock stars because that's how the hell people act and that's how the hell people treat you especially when you do get to a point where people know you Mm -hmm. and as crazy as it sounds my mother laughs at me about this she's laughed at me about it for years about (laughs) the the popularity thing Mm because I'm not I'm a people person, but if you know me, I kind of hate most people you get it. a little bit. Um, so me being a popular person, I always used to, like, people ask, were you popular in high school? And I would respond, popular by definition. Mm. And the fact that a lot of people know my name, and yeah. I know a lot of people's names. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, yeah, popular, we, I'm popular, we, <laughs> like, that just wasn't my shit. Yeah. But... I am in over the past few years got to the point where I literally can't go outside without running into somebody I know. I, when I saw I you at Blurcon, I was like, should I even say hello? I was like, no, please. <laughs> and that's another one of those things. I love seeing people that I know. Yeah. And because I'm not, it's like different worlds of popularity because yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a weird person, man. And I've been <laughs> in a lot of circles with a lot of different things. I yeah. have a lot of different interests. And much like you were saying, when you find something you like, you dive into it. Yeah. yeah. I will get involved. Like I said, I've, I've been in politics. I've been in every club. You know, I've been in every circle of video games you could find. Like, you know, and just, just because I'm not bragging or anything. Yeah. I hope I don't sound like that. That's awful. But <laughs> <laughs> but that whole so many people know you, that's just so many people watching you. Right. And the more people watch you, mm-hmm. the more one of people, just because of their perception of who you are, they people, one of the hardest things that I've had to learn, and not 
hard in the sense of it was difficult to learn, but it was like, whoa, when it finally hit me is people's perception of you, how much people watch you and how much people actually not look up to you, but see you as a voice. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when you get to acting up on your normal <laughs> Thursday night shit, yeah. they're just watching you like, oh, my God. Can't you believe know? you would say that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm a person. Yeah. yeah. And that whole thing happens. The more popular you get and the more people have access to you, therefore, the more social media you're involved mm-hmm. in. You know, it's like stuff like that. And then, like, you the podcast. So it's like people hear you all the time. It's like. It's every now and again, like. My when it comes to this thing, my my brother is, he's like, would you have that one dude that's not the yes man in your group? Mm-hmm. Yo, shit was whack, nigga. Mm-hmm. He'll say shit like that to me, but he's listened to every episode. He's like, exactly. Yo, I remember back in like two thousand like twelve, right? You said this. I was like, why do you remember that specific factoid? And he's like, seems like your position's changed a little bit in the last eight years. I'm like, uh, all right. So this is what we're doing. Shocker. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? What's up? I earlier, because I like to do research, definitely <laughs> you research me? went on Spotify and I listened to like, you know, don't take me too many pokes on the phone for me to feel like finding. I definitely think it was like the first episode. Okay. Yeah. That was like a long time ago. It was forever ago. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Yeah. When I talk to people, I was, like, <laughs> I talk to people, like, I say, oh I've been doing gosh, it this long. It has been that long. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Well, the thank fuck? you. No better like, at it, by the way. To, <laughs> shit. Like, for you to stick, oh, I'm not saying it's like a bad, I, I, I made that sound because I was going to say for you to stick with it that long is like fucking awesome. Yeah. But that I hate hearing that too because then it makes it sound like, this is what you decide to do with your time (laughs) and it's like no that's not what it's about because this isn't one of those oh you don't know how to quit type Mm -hmm. of things and that's how people like to carry all of our art it's that Japanese thing that what is it I think it's Ikigiri or what have you it's like this is the thing you get up in the morning and it's the thing that keeps saying right all right, I'm still interested in doing this right it's the pull I used to get and we'll be wrapping up in a bit um, Mm -hmm. I used to get this thing um, when I was out there dating, it's like, oh, would you just record in your mom's basement like a loser? That was a thing. Right, right. And, and it's like, like, watch it. And then Yeah, I mean, I had, I had, um, we did Light City, like, when Light City happened or have you. And the first one? Um, the most recent one. Okay, the last one. And uh, the guy, one of the guys that was running things, he, you know, he was like taking people on his wing or what have you. And he said some real spicy shit to me. And he was like, yeah, you're kind of a beta male or what have you. And he said that spicy Hello? shit. <laughs> my my whole attitude changed. Is he from here? Yeah, he, he's relatively local. And Jeez. I was like, look, motherfucker, one, one minute, one fucking minute. And he was just like, oh, okay, that's, that's your line right there. And I'm like bigger than him, but we're close to the same size. He turned into a, it's like. When a dog's tail is between their yes. legs, he's like, "All right, all right, we'll, we'll leave podcast alone for now. <laughs> Moving on to acting." Right. I was like, "I'm not an actor, my G. Let's move no. to something else." People, so is that perception thing? So in it, um, let's see. Um, I got like maybe two questions, and okay. then with the social medias and all of that good stuff, okay, okay. so people can come after you and bug you and all of that. I love it. Um, so I think you kind of touched on it, but maybe expound um, if you like. Um, what would you say is a piece of advice that maybe you got in pursuing some of your creative ambitions that you feel like you would impart on someone that's chasing their their thing, that thing that they, that just, you know, that you're like, all right, I'm always going to look back at that. And when I'm having like a down in the dumps or some adversity or whatever around it, 
this is what told me to keep going staying true to yourself okay that's it um yeah the fun trick about that is none of us know who we are it is always constantly a work in progress Mm -hmm. so the important thing about that is to check in every so often and be like am i still doing the thing that i want to do did it change did it grow did it shrink and then recalibrate is necessary because a lot of people will get stuck on look like say you you today at the end of this was like you know what duck you you inspire me i want to dj and i'm like okay and we teach you how to dj and yeah. so now you about to be dj rob be that's today that would be awesome <laughs> look i teach you look but um six months from now you're not going to maybe necessarily have the goals if yeah. if if you you know learned and was able to do stuff but you might just only remember that yeah so it's like it's really important to stay true to who you are right now and don't feel bad if that's not who you were six months ago because you're not a traitor or anything yeah <laughs> that's a that's a good piece of advice it's it's uh one of the things that uh you talk to the, the different therapists in the therapy circles they was like are you being congruent with your values right and you know that's they the thing can change. that you gotta check in they yeah. can change and especially again we're talking cancel culture and we're talking <laughs> you know if 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 this is money yeah you know if, is this something you're doing is this what's keeping lights on is this what's yeah. feeding the babies is this what's you know keeping gas in your car that'll make you oh shit will change so quick like I told these motherfuckers it's like y'all die for this shit throwing Listen, mics at people no for real it's like when this becomes something that is when it crosses the hobby gap mm-hmm. it's really 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 important to understand that and then understand that people are going to treat you differently yeah it's hard being the oh no I need to put food on the table in a circle of yay this is what I'm just doing on my Wednesday nights because I have time to lol mom's paying for it (laughs) you know type thing and vice versa when you're just here because it's something you want to dabble in but you're in a room full of you know sharks who live and breathe this shit it's like Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of those things. Stay true to yourself and kind of everything else I've found. If you do stay true, will more or less fall into place for you. Hopefully. Unless you're just off your mark in that's the beginning. But <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last question I have, it's more of a shameless plug opportunity. Cool. So what do you have coming up? Shows, all of that good stuff. Social media, all so, of that good stuff. Okay. Boom, bam. So I was do the social media first. Man, all right. Social media is really, really interesting <laughs> and easy because my social media is Ducky Dynamo Okay. on everything. I, I made it that easy. I don't have a thousand underscores. Doing it for you. Or like that. I did. So that's Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, even good old Mixcloud, Spotify. I do actually have a song on Spotify. Good shit. A club, a club song. We should use it for the intro. <laughs> it's actually an intro song. Oh my gosh, you could. There's children in it. Fine. I'm exploiting the youth. They're all happy about it though. They told me. Um, shout out to the Philly uh, girls rock camp Good shit. that I hang out in every summer. But anyway, um, so find me there to find my jams, and especially follow me on Instagram if you're interested in seeing where I am because that is where I post all of the things coming up. Um, Tomorrow evening, I am DJing a friend of mine and another friend of mine's 30th birthday party. This awesome place. Yeah. And people should definitely come. Um, again, uh, 
Look on my Instagram for that because it's one of those things where we don't with the addresses sometimes. Hit the gram for the latest. Places hit the gram for the latest. Um, Actually, that should be a week. tagline. It should. <laughs> That's it. Um, next week um, on the twelfth, I am DJing a party. It's called the Function, hosted by Josh Stokes. Mm-hmm. It'll be an Invisible Majority. That's where Black Star hangs out now. Really? Yeah. Good shit. In fact, I'm DJing with him. <laughs> this is a Wednesday night turn up though. Not though. You and? know, it, and right, <laughs> so it like depends because some people are like, oh, Thursday I'm old, on Wednesday I'm old, and some people are like, woo, Wednesday, Washed it's the new Wednesdays. Friday. Listen, <laughs> it's okay. Like if you just come out for the happy hour, and then you know that's it. Um, and then next Saturday on the, I think that's Saturday, fourteenth. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Friday um, the thirteenth. Just like, <gasps> is it? Man, and, and that's when this episode dun, dun, dropped. Dun, by the way. Damn, spooky, spooky. Okay, yeah. well, pretend I'm saging the room, and I wish everyone <laughs> health and wealth and protection from the tricks of dexophobia, folk. Bruja, um, bruho, bruja. That's right. <laughs> all that. Um, cast spells. Um, <laughs> I am DJing a all lady type lineup event. It'll be. At a fancy place called City Beach. Sounds about right. Yeah, you can find that. It's um, there are performers, there's DJs, but again, we're all ladies and beautiful and hot, so it's gonna be pull up, pull uppy, <laughs> and then that's all the plugs I'll do. And I think that's that's all I remember. Y'all can book me for more things. I that's hit, fine too. Hit the IG for the most for the latest and greatest. Yes. Well, that's it. That's all I have. Okay. I want to thank you for being on Getting to the Truth in This Art. Thank you. Uh, for Ducky, this is Rob Lee saying, man, art is everywhere in Baltimore. You just everywhere. Look for that shit. You can't not miss it. Later. Later.